Salam Radio Show acknowledges that the land from which we're broadcasting is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The colonial project is ongoing and continues to disenfranchise First Nation people. I recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded and like to pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Salam everyone, this is your co-host Jahan Khonlu and I am joined, I'm lucky enough to be joined today by my co-host Marushti <laughs> and of course we have a special guest today, Jasmine Barzani Ooh. Hello, Salam Salam Hi Jasmine, how are you going? I'm very excited to be here, thanks for having me Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great, you know Great to be here on Sunday, 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, lots going on with you, Jasmine. And uh, I love what you're doing. Um, there's so much to cover in this episode. But first, would you like to introduce yourself to us and to the listeners? Sure. My name's Jasmine. I am from Rojhalat, which is Kurdistan in so-called Iran. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Western Sydney. I basically i don't know i do a lot of things at the moment a lot of trouble a lot of a lot of <laughs> troublemaking yeah yeah trou- professional yeah. troublemaker oh i don't know i didn't get paid for half of it but <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to get paid for it yeah. <laughs> but uh want to be professional troublemaker yeah uh so yeah at the moment main projects i'm working on basically trying to finish my honors degree in criminology at melbourne uni yeah. uh Amazing. this rave collective that we've just started off uh called liminal yeah or Shout mm. out to Liminal and everyone's involved, Frankie and, of course, and Poro. Yeah. We've had Frankie on uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, when it just started, yeah. we had Frankie on. And, and yeah, it was a busy week for Liminal the last weekends. Yeah, just recovering. I just woke up from sleep in recovery from what just happened, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I wasn't there. You weren't there either. No. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, I saw the photos. You had a Halloween the- rave. Yeah. And it went well, except for... Except for the, the <laughs> beep pigs. I know 3CR doesn't let us swear, but yeah. we needed to add a little beep before because they are dogs. Mm. <laughs> Absolute dogs. Oh, dogs but, are better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor, dog, poor real dogs. <laughs> but it was amazing. It popped off. It was hugely successful. Mm. The location was dope. The DJs were amazing, you know. Big shout out to Cloudy Koo. Mm. Yes. Her set was incredible. Uh, unfortunately, it breaks our heart. We didn't get to see Anurag play. Yeah, that's such a shame. Yeah, Anurag was supposed to play at 4 a.m. And then Sol as well was supposed to play after them. So mm. unfortunately, we didn't hear Anurag. Unfortunately, um, Caucasian set got cut, I think, 10 minutes into Caucasian set. Mm. The critical incident response team turned off the generator and basically was like made a big yell at the front with the row of pigs and they were like you know the raves get they didn't use the word rave but they said it's getting shut down you have to leave rara to the police and you know Mm. because the generator had been shut off by the pigs because the generator was outside everyone just buckled and kind of started trickling out and i was like running around like a headless chook like the party's still going stay because i was like oh if we stay and we don't listen to them then 
you know, we can just keep going. But I guess people were rightfully afraid. So, yeah. yeah. But it was good because we, you know, we didn't leave, leave. We st- stood outside of the warehouse and just made sure that everyone's left safely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went and talked to the pigs and told them, you know, is it okay if we just make sure that everyone has left us safely because we didn't want anyone to be on their own in the warehouse and they let us do that and everyone got out safely and no one was arrested and no one was hurt. So that was good news. Yeah, the yeah. priority. That's a successful rave. Speaking about Luminol, um, how can people find out about you and find out about what you're doing? Cool. So the main thing is the Instagram. Yeah. So the Instagram's name, we recently changed it from Liminal 1312 to FM. Wait, what's the exact name? 131.2 FM. So that's L-I-M-F-M. Is there a frequency radio, like a radio on that frequency or not really? I have no idea, actually. I think, yeah, it was Frankie who made the name, so. I love it. Yeah, we all kind of agreed together. Whose idea was it initially? Oh, I meant the actual Instagram, like the current Instagram handle. Oh no, we all agreed together. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we we agreed to change it from the last mm. one because it was a bit hot from the previous rave. Yeah. So we just want to change it regularly, just mm. to make sure that the pigs aren't following us or anything like yeah. that. So whoever's listening, get on top of it now, so you still have that account in your Insta. Um, so it's one three one point two. FM Lim Liminal? FM Ah Lim FM Sorry One three one point two Lim FM yeah. yeah And When you come to the raves Make sure you leave Your phone number At the bar mm-hmm. Because we do eventually Want to delete Our Instagram mm. And yeah. just Get people notified About our future events Using the phone yeah. Messages yeah. Just so that we don't Much have safer Yeah it's safer Yeah um, yeah, and so there's a Coming up event Yeah <laughs> Actually I'll be involved in it all of us in this room in yeah. will be involved in it. Um, there's going to be a collaboration between Awa and Liminal. And we're throwing a party themed Women, Life and Freedom. And uh, there's a sick lineup. You can check it out on Liminal's Insta and as well as Awa Syndicate. Um, I'm so excited for this event. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, of course, we really have to like keep in mind about what it's about. Of course. And yeah, yeah, it's been really weird partying recently. Mm. And so, yeah, we re- like this is the kind of event you really want to get right. Definitely. Um, and yeah, we definitely want to really encourage all people, especially from the region, Iran, Kurdistan, to to come over because. Yeah, and it's not just an event; it's a fundraiser. There's Mm. action behind it. There's um, raising awareness, and there's incredible um, uh, artists from the community: Iranian artists, Kurdish artists, um, also Arabic artists in support. So Assyrian. We have one Assyrian as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, true. We got Nergal, who goes by Yuhan from Subclub. Mm. so yeah, it's gonna be a really, really beautiful event. We also have Palestinian artists as well. Uh, Nadim is joining us and playing some Palestinian trap because it's also close to Palestine Independence Day as well. It's on the twelfth of November. Palestine Independence Day is on the fifteenth. Yeah, I yeah. mean the rave yeah, yeah, is yeah. on the twelfth. Yeah. Thanks for that because <laughs> that would have been confusing for the <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, gonna be a good good event and um, it's a good way of doing something as well and um you know raising awareness about this there's been lots of beautiful events actually yeah. very touching 
um, very thought of, very um, amazingly curated. One of them was a gallery opening exhibition that you were part of, Jahan. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and we'll be, there'll be another, there's a gallery in Kew, so near Abbotsford Convent. Okay. That's going to be having another show. I don't remember when, but like mid-November, I think. Okay. That I might be in, so... Uh, can you tell us about the previous show that you were part of and you put an, an installation in? I forgot the name of the gallery. <laughs> uh, it was in Black Cat Gallery in Fitzroy. Yes, true. Uh, who were kind enough to... Uh, normally it's quite a commercial gallery, but mm. they gave us space for two weeks. It was curated by Avon. Shout out to Avon. She's um, she's really amazing. She's a, a Kurdish... Um, she survived. She was a survivor of the Harabja um, massacre. And um, she now lives here and is a part-time florist, a part-time curator. If anyone ever needs flowers for any reason, you should go see Avon. Um, <laughs> Where, where's her flower shop? Yeah. I don't remember. I think it's somewhere in Doncaster, that kind oh, of area. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's going to be a bit hard. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, really beautiful events. Uh, we had we had a few people, uh, quite a few artists from, from Iran and Kurdistan. Mm, one of them was Ramak, who Ramak, yeah, Ramak was there. Yeah. Uh, Incredible! You should check Ramak's yeah. Instagram. Uh, uh, amazing art in general, like very also elaborate and um, you know purposeful art. Mm. Yeah, um, she's very um, <laughs> yeah, she's very technical, but and a photographer. So also, she's Iranian, so you should yeah. support Iranian <laughs> artists. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Especially now. Support Romak. She's she's um, um she's definitely a punk rocker in the way she's approached this. Like she But just care. to to for people to follow her, it's Ramak R A M A K photography. Mm. And her art is truly incredible. Um amazing. How do you call it? It's a bit surrealist for me, but I don't know if that's um, a style. I don't know, she's but very experimental and Yeah, she she tries yeah. to mix um she talks about like Iranian femininity and kind of the, the history of that so she she mixes aesthetics from Rajar period so in the like late 19th century with uh, mm-hmm. with kind of modern Tehran style yeah there is like I, I do notice there's a lot of amazing female artists from Iran all over all over the world um uh, well I mean definitely that gallery the, the show um that Black Cat Gallery yeah uh, I mean, sadly, it finished yesterday, but that's a good place to see lots of local Melbourne Narm-based Iranian and Kurdish uh, artists, and most of them are female. So amazing! Will be. Um, um, let's play some music. So speaking about Iranian art, um, Jahan, what have you got for us? Or so, Jasmine, what what song do you recommend? Well, I thought we could maybe kick off with a classic party track, Kurdish. Iranian pa- party track by Nasser Rozazi. So Nasser Rozazi is a ex-Peshmerga fighter from Sanandaj, actually. Sanandaj is my hometown as well, where I was born and where my family are from. Okay. He is living in exile at the moment in Kurdistan, Iraq. And this track is like in my blood. It's in every Kurdish person's blood from Iran. It's played at every single wedding you know, you got to bop your shoulders to it. <laughs> so that's, and then you do the halparke, which means you hold hands and you dance around in a circle, classic mm. Middle Eastern vibes. And it is just 
a banger. Like it goes yeah. off. So. I'm so excited so, to hear this. This is Berzi Berzi. Bersi, 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 
For all the people who couldn't see, we had a nice Halparke session in Mm -hmm. the studio. It was fun. Yeah, Yeah, luckily we're in this studio. The other one's too small for that. So (laughs) So that was Ibrahim Tatlises. Yeah. Kurdish guy with the mustache. Yeah, he's he's a really famous singer. He's he's, from the Turkish um, part of Kurdistan. Okay. Um, And he's been in a lot of, like... He's always been struggling with the with the re- regime there, mm. like infamously can't sing in Kurdish while he's over there. Okay, and you know his home is there, so he's he's been banished from singing in his mother tongue, which is like always a really sad story. And I think he yeah. recently got not recently, but I remember like ten fifteen years ago he was sang he sang in, in Kurdish in Turkey and okay and got arrested. Wow, uh, and um. And this specific track has its own special dance. So, okay. yeah, it, it has a very unique type of Halparke dance. Is that the one you showed us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's very unique. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. You yeah. switch to the side. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. That has another dimension. Yeah, another dimension, <laughs> literally. You switch yeah. to the side. Yeah, usually um, it's similar to Dabke. And Dabke is like you hold hands, like... Uh, there's no limit to how many people mm. can hold hands and they all like dance to the beat they move their legs to the beat they like go down on at a certain like one two four and then they go down and then there's this guy that leads them or a girl that lead them at, either at the start of the like the starting person holding hand or the ending person and they lead them and they go nuts and they start jumping and they improvise on top of the you know there's your regular pattern but then those the leader adds to it and um, yeah, it's like playing any instrument, but you add, you know, you have your normal beat, yeah. but you add things to it. It's so cool. And the yeah. first couple of people in the line are always the most hectic. <laughs> They're always the most pro. Yes. Like everyone's yes. just watching them being like, damn, skills. <laughs> and then slowly as you go down the line, yeah. it gets less and less skilled, less and less hectic. And then mm. at the end of the line, there's always a bunch of kids that yeah, just have no idea most. what they're doing. And they're just like bopping along. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to know how much similarity we all have, you know, in the Middle Eastern culture and dance and food and you know yeah and a lot of variety (laughs) yeah but still we have things in common yeah fully um yeah you know unites us unites us in a way Mm. um and the best part about halparke at weddings is especially when you're a kid is the money yeah they'll like come up to people in line and shower them with money and then (laughs) the money falls to the ground and there's always a swarm of kids that will just run up and (laughs) after every wedding the kids are bawling they're like they're they're just like ah, so yeah. good. It's so good when you're a kid and you get money. We used to get yeah, lots yeah. of money on the Aid. Our yeah. uncles and grandpas. Yeah. It was fun. Um and we'd all like spend them straight away on toys. <laughs> um yeah, so what's what are we gonna do? Um, what else is Well, I guess like um we can like I'll be playing lots of these songs mm-hmm. uh, for my set. 
since sorry this is a bit of self um, <laughs> this cringy cringy self-promotion yeah so no just to um give a bit of a background on what we're talking we we're talking before on uh, about liminal and about our sets and well the upcoming liminal yeah like, the um, upcoming Limi- liminal and awa party yeah. and jahan will be starting it and yeah kicking off the dance floor <laughs> yeah I, offic- well, I specifically asked to play first because i really want like there's lots of people who have talked to me especially from from kind of the iranian iranian mm-hmm. adjacent central asian community um that they would love to donate and love to support but raving isn't their thing mm-hmm. and like completely fair enough um yeah so i thought the best way we can try to get these guys to come instead of them just sending you know like just anonymous or like semi-anonymous money like they turn up for the beginning mm-hmm. and you know they once it starts getting heavy techno or like footwork or whatever like the cool cool music <laughs> <laughs> quote cool music uh we can start uh they can leave if they want yeah and at least like from nine till 11 or whatever like that's like pretty normal kind of you know concert hours yeah um they can have fun and like we'll play yeah i'm hoping to play i want to try to represent all the um all of the like um uh all of the groups right now that have been um uh, in iran like all all the ethnic minorities that Mm -hmm. have been really feeling the brunt of the current situation and of course in afghanistan yeah um because theirs might be slightly unrelated but uh, there's still our brothers and sisters that are really suffering. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give us a sample of what you're playing? You're gonna be playing. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought I should play something that's really amazing, <laughs> and it's maybe the king of uncool, <laughs> of king of uncool music, Coldplay. <laughs> they, covered, they covered. They covered Battle Yeah, which has become the the anthem of the. Uh, um, of the current um, Masajina Amini protests in mm-hmm. Iran, because uh, well, like he he wrote this song, like a piano ballad. We I played it in the in the show with Romak. Sherwin, the original yeah. guy, his name is Sherwin, mm. and he was arrested. Yeah, like mm. many musicians mm. that have been speaking out against the regime, and Coldplay covered. By covered, we mean he played the guitar. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> listen. It's it's. So is it just a Coldplay? Is it a collaboration? No, or it's, just a, a, no it's a collaboration. collaboration. Yeah. Um, it's Gold their, Shifter. Yeah. That's her name? And and they also played like the original... Um, and that's very recent. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Coldplay are touring right now. Yeah. And it Gold was in, Farani, not Gold Shifter. What am I talking about? Was, Gold Farani, who's like um, an actress or something? Yeah, yeah. She, she's like a famous YouTuber and stuff. Yeah, it was in Buenos Aires of all places. <laughs> Random. <laughs> so, but... You gotta I love, love it. I love the Coldplay comeback. I feel like a lot of people are listening back to Coldplay and reminiscing. So, yeah, yeah. Why not? So, um, <laughs> and and also they have um, they've they've kept the recording of Shervin, so the original singers. Yeah. Uh, version. So we this, play both. Uh, but they're playing at the same time, ah, so okay. you, you'll, you'll you'll hear. Anyway, okay. so this is Coldplay <laughs> battle here <laughs> with Golfar. Let's do this. We're going to sing a song now that uh, right now is being sung by many people in Iran and many of the Persian diaspora, people who left Iran after the revolution. And uh, 
I don't know if you've seen on the news, but young women and young people are fighting for their freedom, for the right to be themselves. And we believe as a band that everybody should be able to be themselves as long as you don't hurt anybody else. So we fully send our love and support to all of those brave young people uh, fighting for freedom. And there's a song that they sing which is called Baraye by an artist called Shervin Hajipur who is uh, in trouble with the authorities just for writing a song about people being free. So we're going to sing his song and we're going to ask our friend Gol who's an Iranian movie star, to please come and help us sing. Please welcome Gol Shifte Farahani. And, uh, Hola, Buenos Aires. Hola, you, you may not know this song, but we've got to give it everything because uh, we're going to send this with love from here to Iran. And here we go. رخصیدن برای ترسیدن به وقت بوسیدن برای خواهرم خواهرت خواهرام برای تغییر مغز ها که پوسیدن برای شمندگی برای بیپوری برای حسرت یک زندگی منوی برای کودک سوال گردار سواش برای این اختصال دستوری برای هوای آلوده برای بنی اصر و تختای فرسوده برای پیروز و احتمال امرازش برای سکهای دیگناه ممنوعه برای گریه های بیوقفه برای تصویر و تکرار این لحظه برای چهرهی که میخنده برای دانشان
Thank you, everybody. Gracias. Amazing. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's great in isolation, and yeah, the fact that it is a Coldplay show in Argentina. Yeah, <laughs> really, really elevates and, it. And the song, it feels like you were trying to explain it to me before, mm. but I want you to explain it to the listeners. But mm. just listening to it, it feels like I already understand what it's about. Just the way they express it, like the baroya in the mm. I don't know if I'm saying that word, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's just which uh, it just like sits so well and then yeah i don't know the composition is very it speaks for itself of this song yeah. i mean i guess the the reason why it suits well is because of course these current protests were started by mm. a case of you know like the advertent sexism in iran yeah and in kurdistan and it, it has that mixed thing but there are so many injustices and so many issues in Iran, like many other countries. Mm. Um, so because in this song, he can, he's kind of listing, he's listing all of these issues and dynamics within Iran. Mm. So Baroye means because or, or for, for. Dedicated to. Yeah. And because you have that kind of, that list of, um, the list sounds bad, but like it is, he's just going through like lots of things in Iran. Like the first three lines in mm. English, mm. he's like, for dancing in the streets, mm. for the fear when kissing, for my sister, your sister, mm. our sisters. So he just keeps going like who mm. he's singing for, for it's the like yearning a, of a normal life. It does feel like a po- poem yeah. to me yeah. as well. Which yeah, is it's definitely really that. Yeah. Like you can... In the protests here, um, there's been live versions of it, which have been fantastic, like live mm. singing, but a lot of people have, um, uh, and protesters have just um, recited the, lyri- the lyrics as a poem. Mm. Because certainly in, in all these kind of protests, these like Iranian protests, poetry is a huge part. Yeah. Poetry is a huge part of Iranian culture in general. Yeah. They're huge yeah. poetry themes. Yeah. I know. They love the poetry. Who's your most famous? Yeah. Rumi. 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 Rumi, yeah, Rumi, of course. Or, um, Rumi is your most famous. Hafez. Or Avicenna. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was more philosopher, but yeah, Hafez. Yeah. Hafez, yeah, but uh, at the protest here, they've been, they've actually printed out the lyrics for the crowd as well, yeah. and they hand out the lyrics, and Amazing. then they, they and sing English this song, ones. and they sing it over and over and over and over again, and it's such a different vibe to the usual protest that you yeah. get in yeah. Nam, you know, just like the typical you know, chanting and the speeches mm. and this and that. It's a completely different energy yeah. at yeah. these protests. Like, like, it's definitely been like a live show half the time for me. Like, um, You mean in Melbourne? In Melbourne, yeah. yeah. And in other places. I mean, no. I've been to a lot of protests here and there's some that really stand out yeah. with kind of unique aspects of it. But yeah. this one, and maybe I'm biased, but it really has stood out. No, I've which had one, which one? The Sorry. Iranian pro- the Iran protest. So yeah. by the way, I know there is, there's a series yeah. of Iranian protests. Yeah. Every um, Saturday, by the way. Every Saturday. And also on Tuesdays. But um, there's often stuff happening. Okay, and cool. you can follow what's happening through the Melbourne for Iran Instagram yeah. page. Okay. And usually every Saturday there is a protest yeah. at either one o'clock or two o'clock at different locations. It changes every time. But mm. yeah, I think the Oh it, it was it was later last time. Yeah, it, it, cha- it started it at five PM yeah, um, last 5 week. Five PM last week. But Melbourne for Iran is the Instagram yeah. change, just like F O R. Also I think people should um, follow Middle East Matters. I think that's the yeah. mm. uh, It's it's a really interesting group. It's mostly developed by Iranian um, 
protester and some Afghan protesters too, or pro activists. And but it tries to cover all around the kind of like Middle East, Middle East adjacent region. Yeah. And they've they've they're the ones who've managed to organize these international protests all happening on the same day. So of course the so biggest is it protests the Middle East I think it's called uh, Middle East Matters. Mi- yeah, 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 it's an international page, or is it based somewhere? Uh, it's based somewhere in Europe, okay. from what I know. I think London. But We should uh, play another song that they play at the protests. This one's a bit more classical. Yare Dove Stani Man. Yeah, it came this from is, the Yeah, this is my absolute favorite yeah. song. Bandesh. This is his original song, with, with Anna Leipzig. Take all time Steal our lives For no
I know you've been active in going to the protests. Yeah. And uh, I, I do feel like um, it's been um, a crazy time. It's um, been a full-time job. Especially, yeah, seeing my Iranian friend, I feel like they're exhausted. There's a mix of feelings. Um, uh, how do you want people to... Like, my first question is, how do you want people to support you? Well... It sounds classic, but the, yeah. the best way is really to come. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a bit worried that sometimes people are scared of joining in because they feel it's not their place to. Mm. And maybe they might feel a bit uh, isolated because it's a region-specific thing. Yeah. And, of course, a lot of the protests, chants and speeches are in Farsi or in Kurdish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, but I, I think I initially I have to admit I initially had a bit of those feelings. Mm. But I talking to a good friend of mine, I think mm. the way he put it is like it's all about showing solidarity. Yeah. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Exactly. Yeah. Like um I mean <laughs> again another and self shout as out. Well for the I, Iranian I, community. I wrote here. a huge I spent a long time like writing out lots of the chants mm. uh, in Farsi and then translating them and, and writing them phonetically so that people would have some kind of guide. Yeah. And of course we one thing that I really want to shout out is we actually wrote some signs in Chinese. Mm. Just saying like woman life freedom and, and some, some of the basic things. Let's uh Keep talking about the protests for you. Um, Jasmine, how did you feel going to those protests? What was the experience for you? I think the experience is pretty emotional. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, it's pretty difficult for everyone who's living outside of... Well, you know, oh, sorry, mm, you know, tears for us. But it's hard for all people who are from Iran at the moment. And, yeah being in the diaspora it is like hard to try to work out how you can support from afar and it feels yeah it feels like Mm. a really helpless situation Mm. sometimes so having spaces where we can come together and show our solidarity for people who are you know dodging gun bullets and you know being thrown in cages and children who are being massacred and you know uh, ethnic minorities who are being like you know, who are experiencing genocide at the moment, mm. which they have been experiencing this whole time, but in it's, it's, heightened, it's yeah. heightened genocide. Yeah, so it's a really awesome thing. And there are silver linings, you know, mm. like connecting to other Kurds that, you know, I haven't met before and, you know, forming new friendships and yeah. getting educated. Like we had a really awesome session on... Kurdish politics at the Institute of Postcolonial Studies. We had like a reading group. So we read a text that was written by two Kurdish academics, activist scholars uh, in based in Europe. And they were writing about the history of Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it was really good to kind of reflect on the history and the politics of this movement and why this is happening and what we can do about it and what, what the future holds, you know. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a really nice vibe. Like people, like we said before, you know, reading that, I mean, singing that Baraya song and they just play it like over and over and <laughs> over and over again, you know. And then also this other track, Yada Devastani Man, which is like a classic revolutionary song from the 70s. And yeah, like people holding and each other. Hey, Iran. Yeah. 
and, and people um, like holding Bella Chow. and Bella <laughs> Chow. Yeah. Those were four big tracks, yeah. I'd say. Like, and they're like hold each. Everyone's holding each other's hands, and mm. uh, yeah, it's really awesome. And you know, even though the space is does have like a big uh, population of people whose politics I completely disagree with as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, like it's unfortunate that they do invite like liberal and labor politicians to speak. Um, because, you know, they were the folks who, you know, uh, bilaterally supported the basic, basically like concentration camps for people from the Middle East arriving here by boat. Oh, yeah. Arri- the- arriving here by boat, you know, trying to escape colonization and war back home. And we need to remember that, like, you know, the liberal and labor politicians and the, you know, state governments of the world are not really supporting the Iranian people. They're only supporting mm. a specific idea of what they want the Iranian people to be, which for, which suits their narrative of like yeah. a Western liberal democracy. And that's not what a lot mm. of Kurds want. It's not what a lot of ethnic minorities in Iran want. You know, we want no. sovereignty and we want to determine our own governance in our own lands and not be, you know, uh, not be assimilated and forced into the Persian Shia statecraft yeah. of Iran. And so it's hard to be standing next to those guys, you know, but we're still there and it's still important to have a presence, even if you don't agree with everybody's politics there. It's never going to be the case that we all share the same point of view, Mm. but it's important to support people that are fighting for liberation, no matter what the outcome, how the outcomes of what we think the future will hold differ. Mm. We're still, we're still in it together and, um, so it's complicated. It's really complicated, to be honest. It's like a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I got to like hold myself back when I hear them like, you know, when when there's like a white dude well, there like talking, I'm just like, oh man, oh, like I got to hold myself back. I'm just like, well, yeah. That's why I of said course, so- last week. showing the most important thing is to sh- show solidarity. That's, yeah. that's what you're there for, not to judge, yeah. not to use this for your mm. political gain or anything like that it's just about showing solidarity and supporting iranian the iranian community that's what it is for me that's how i see it and how i feel you could people can relate to it more and feel like they do have a place everyone who's not even iranian have a place in supporting the iranian iranian people and showing solidarity yeah yeah like and it, it really does link, like, like from what Jasmine was saying, it really does link to domestic things because, of course, mm-hmm. of course, like Khamenei or whoever I see, they're not like they're not in Iran going, "Oh my God, there's Melbourne protesters." Now we really have to, <laughs> we now we really have to like um, give room for for women and in Iran, like. <laughs> but we can link it to to local issues and definitely and. We can really put forward the idea, or not the idea, the the fact that labor and liberal uh, governance is actually doing the Iranian government's job for them in many cases, arresting these these refugees because many refugees have come via Iran, mm. whether they're Kurdish, Iranian. Um, I don't ah, know anybody. Yeah, Awazis, and of course, that's such Afghans. a good way of relating it to Australia. And actually, the yeah. thing is, is that. Um, a lot of these people are running away from Iran because they're f- scared of being in prisons there. Mm. Yet they come, they, they 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 make their way by boat here, and yeah. they get imprisoned here. So the Iranian, the Australian government is just replacing Iran. We're just 
instead of Evin, we have Nauru. Instead of Evin, we have mm-hmm. PNG or wherever. Like it, it's it's truly something that really I'm, well said, Jahan. Really well so. said, and it's like it's it really is. It really shows how any like you know if anyone is suffering anywhere else in the yeah. world, uh, we have you know we have a role to play and we have yeah. we are related to to this issue yeah. as well yeah and we need to criticize what we're doing here look inward uh, to our government and uh, to issues like domestic violence and yeah. and and also discrimination and race racism yeah. yeah. Hi. My name is Bunjalini, also known as Robbie Thought. I want to invite you to the 2022 Beyond the Bars CD launch on Thursday, the 10th of November, at Arnie Elmer Thorpe's Gathering Place, Dadi Munwaro, 546 to 550 High Street, Preston. There will be a panel discussion on First Nations incarceration and justice, some live music with Amos Roach, and free copies of this year's Beyond the Bars CD. Thursday, the 10th of November, Arnie Alma Thorpe's gathering place, Daddy Munmaro, 6 to 8 pm. For more information, head to our website, 3cr.org.au backslash beyond the bars. Australia's most iconic bike riding holiday, the Great Vic Bike Ride, is on from Saturday 26th of November to Sunday 4th of December. This rolling bike festival will have you pedalling along the beautiful Great Ocean Road, through the Otways and Golden Plains. Tickets include all meals, a camping spot, luggage transfers, daily entertainment and more. Sign up at www.greatvic.com.au Use promo code 3CR to get 10% off. Great Vic Bike Ride, a 3CR supporter. And we're back. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. I'm your host, Marushti, and I'm here with Jasmine and Jahan, my co-host. Jasmine is our guest. Salam. <laughs> um, yeah, so we played uh, uh, some music earlier on. Who was that, Jahan again? Uh, so that was Farhad Bandesh, who's um, a refugee mm-hmm. um, asylum seeker here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kurdish asylum seeker. Yeah, right? Kurdish. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's spoken at the, at the rallies, um, and yeah, has, has managed to has helped like connect it to the refugee yep. cause here of course there has to be a lot more done mm-hmm. um and yeah we had a huge controversy with our speakers last friday uh, sorry last saturday um <laughs> which has made things a lot harder to to get speakers in okay um because of the, the problem with the mujahideen who are, who are kind of a, um a cult would you say that 
Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. They're but, not great. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 um, they're an Islamist, um, yeah, kind of a, a weird Islamist communist group who, who failed. They're one of the groups that tried to uh, get, like, um, get power in Iran during the revolution. They okay. failed, went to Iraq, uh, joined with Saddam in, the, in his genocide against the Kurds. So now everyone hates them, including... Um, it's one thing that unites the royalists, the Kurds, and um, the the, um, the Ayatollahs is, is the hatred for this group. Because, yeah, they did the unspeakable. And sadly, we had some... Yeah, there was a controversy where a Labour... Leap the Labour um, completely endorsed them in his speech. And, you know, it shows what happens when... You get speakers like that instead of speakers like Farhad and refugees here. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think like there's a there's a lot that can be done in solidarity with Iran, including coming to the protests, despite the fact we might not agree 100% with the speakers. But, you know, one thing that's been coming out from revolutionaries on the ground is to be our voice. You know, that's like mm. the main number one message and to not let this die down and not be lost in the kind of daily news bulletins and forgotten about, you know, mm. when the next thing comes up. So I think, you know, people can be sharing stuff. They can be attending, you know, sharing things that they see on social media about Iran, not forgetting about the Iranian people, mm. sharing things. Because, and the reason for that is like one of the repression strategies of the regime has been to cut out, cut off internet. So it's wow. been yeah it's been quite hard for these different organizations and different groups to put their message out and to communicate with the outside world so yeah one thing that we've been doing is like trying to translate things uh, tr we started a group called Translators for Gina which is cool translators the number 4 and then j i n a .com and we're translating texts anti-colonial texts from ethnic minorities in so-called Iran and trying to get the information and the news and the analysis that they're putting forward translated to English mm. for people to read. Yeah, yeah. this is a good... Um, uh, uh, sorry, I, I might be diverging, like um, changing the topic a bit, but um, I just thought to mention this with fundraising for Iran. There are some uh, difficulties... Yeah, I've heard to fundraise enough. to Iran. Also, you know, like they're going to cut off the internet, which is going to make it even harder. Uh, but yeah, just for people to be careful not to donate to anything they're not sure of. Um, oh, there's been yeah. a lot of scammers. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's actually quite a list of of artists and writers who have really just been using this as a way to platform themselves. Mm -hmm. um, a really scavenging off of this for for clouds and money so yeah of course in iran it's really hard to fundraise because of the sanctions that the west has, has put on so it's disconnected from visa mastercard or all, all international uh finance systems so the two main ways you can do it are through through cryptocurrency mm -hmm. or through cash mule and cash mule only works in places that are near azerbaijan armenia or turkey yeah. Uh, so if you're in Tehran, crypto is the only way. If you're in, you know, Esfahan, Shiraz, it's only crypto. 
Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, well, speaking about long-term protests and stuff and movements, I know, um, Jasmine, you've been working on this amazing film called Bendigo Street. It's a documentary, and it um, it uh, talks about homelessness. It's actually a true story that happened in in Melbourne during the Eastlink project. There were lots of houses that needed to be destroyed where people were living in it, government houses. Can you tell us a bit more about the this documentary and how is it going? I know you're trying to raise funds to to produce it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the documentary, like you said, it's about uh, squatting, I guess, yeah. Squatting mm -hmm. for people who don't know is when you live in a space that you basically don't technically have legal permission to live in that space. Mm -hmm. So up to 15 government-owned houses were squatted as part of a political protest against the housing crisis. Yeah. So, you know, at the time that the protest was happening... There was about 80,000 empty properties in broader Nam, and there was about 20,000 homeless people. That number's gone up heaps since then. Uh, also, yeah. At the, yeah, also at the time, there was about 30,000 people who were waiting on the public housing waiting list, and now there's more than 100,000 people waiting on the public housing waiting list. And these houses were owned by the government because the government basically forced these people out of their houses so that they could build a, a highway project. So it was a big highway that was going to connect from Melbourne's east to west. And it was a very unpopular highway. There was a lot of community opposition towards it. People were locking themselves onto bulldozers that were there to build the highway. Mm -hmm. And because of the protests, eventually it was scrapped. The project was scrapped. But there were all these houses that the government had bought to build this highway and they were just sitting there empty, unused. And the Greens and the Socialists were calling for the houses to be given to people who were experiencing homelessness. Mm -hmm. But only 20 of the houses were given to a social housing organisation, Magpie's Nest, uh, which is a venture between the Salvation Army and the Collingwood Football Club. That was all wow. that was given. But there was about 300 properties that the government had possession of at this point in time so what these people who were doing this political occupation which i was involved in in 2016 what we were calling for was for all of these houses to be given to be put onto the public housing mm. register because the issue with social housing is that these organizations these non-governmental organizations like salvation army vinnie's launch they you know, they discriminate against who they put into these houses. If you're, you know, if you're too hectic, like if you're, you know, mm. um, too intense for them, you don't get priority. And they also charge 70% of market rates, whereas public housing, I think, is about 20-something. And with public housing, it's just whoever's been waiting the longest. So we were calling for them to be put on the public housing waiting list, and we occupied those houses for up to eight months in protest. Wow. And it was a really incredible thing that happened. A lot of people eventually were housed. They got given public housing by the government through That's the protest. Cool. Yeah. About eight people. People who were previously sleeping on the streets 
people wow. you know a lot of indigenous people mm-hmm. were given housing and i think the most successful thing that came out of that protest was inspiring people and showing people that they have the power to take matters into their own hands they don't have to be waiting around for anyone to give them any handouts you know mm-hmm. there's an empty house you have the power to do that you can occupy that house mm-hmm. and you can just start living there straight away you don't have to wait have the law changed in that time because i know previously it was a bit easier as well like if people lived in a place for a long period mm-hmm. they they have the right to stay there has that changed or yeah so that's adverse p- possession laws yeah. and it hasn't changed actually mm. it's a very it's long difficult. time i think it's maybe i don't know eight to ten years that you have to be living there okay so none of the laws have changed the law that we were breaking was trespass okay um, which is a summary offense it's not a very no one's going to go to jail i mean you would go to jail if you were on bail or you had prior charges mm. but as like a first offense it's not that severe of a charge Mm. so that was a really powerful thing with the bendigo street campaign which was that a lot of you know young white activists were doing the more illegal parts of Mm. you know changing the locks finding the houses getting into them and then people from more marginalized communities were able to then stay there because they were being supported by a broader community that would be able to because of different levels of privilege would be able to do illegal things like that and not end up mm-hmm. in jail for example so that's great what, it, what, a, what a great example of like solidarity and coming together um, as a community in yeah Melbourne. links to <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like yeah indirect links to the, the process here yeah definitely um is there Jasmine, any oh, oh I sorry just, oh, I just want to ask do you think there is um, any potential for kind of like a refugee uh, like i'm getting this kind of public housing campaign for refugees like do you think that could be a future for not necessarily bendigo street but yeah yeah i think that it can be it just depends on people doing Mm. it that's all Mm. yeah Mm. anything's possible yeah and do you feel like this documentary is a good like um I don't know, a good way to to show people that it's possible and, like, convince people for future generations. <laughs> you what, being so the auntie, telling do, people to do shit like this and stuff like this. Yeah, what, what, I guess, like, yeah, that's a um, good question, but I guess, like, I want to frame it in, like, what did you want to get out of this? Yeah, this 100%, time? what Jahan just said, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The main point is to inspire people yeah. to act. yeah. And to act in whatever ways, like you can Mm. act from literally just voting for someone who has a public housing platform Mm. to something like deciding with your group of friends that you're going to squat because you don't have money to pay for rent because you don't want to spend all of your Centrelink money while you're studying full time Mm. to make rent. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can act. You know, you can house someone that you know who's experiencing housing difficulties you can let them stay on your couch you know there's all sorts of things and this documentary the intention behind it really is to just inspire people and to show people that they do have power even Mm. if they do feel completely powerless Mm. and um how is it going so far with this film like um when is it gonna be shown to the public um and uh, yeah tell us about the progression of it how uh, yeah 
How is it going so far? Yeah. So how it's going so far, it's already been screened a yeah. couple of times. So we're going to have a few more screenings. There's one coming up on the 17th of November at the new international bookshop. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's been publicized yet. But is that nibs in? Yeah. The, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have a screening there and we'll have a few other screenings. Liminal, the Liminal crew has been talking about having a screening. Cool. And it's just a 20 minute version of mm. the film. Mm. So I'm fundraising to get the money to be able to make it into a feature length. Okay. And yeah, if folks want to donate to that, you know, come see the film. And if you like it and if you want to see it to be a 60 minute which is what I'm fundraising it for, mm-hmm. then you can donate to the fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, where, where can we access the fundraiser? The fundraiser is on the Documentary Australia Foundation website, but it also has a link on the website for the film, which is mm-hmm. bendigo, B-E-N-D-I-G-O-S-T dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also you can follow it on Instagram, bendigo, S-T, and we'll be sure to post any news here on Salam so (laughs) continue following us (laughs) yeah incredible work thanks Jasmine for this amazing um, documentary and for doing great stuff really like great and brave stuff for the community and yeah yeah, I feel that maybe we to to give people a glimpse of the the documentary we can play one of the main songs from it Yes, I was going to suggest that. That's great. (laughs) Awesome. So this track is by Nomad. Nomad is a First Nations rapper. Mm. And he's really awesome. He's a really good person. He let us use this track for free for the documentary. And it just talks about resisting against colonialism. Brilliant. So this is Resistance Strain by Nomad, beginning with a K. to take the biggest estate never assimilated never forgot or forgave but just got on with the day got on with getting paid what i get on with getting our nation's history to raise get on with nation building on our ancestors graves get on paving the way for their capital gains get your facts straight like back breaking labor back into pay taking days in the wage faking days back into station making days back when the places they came to claim were vacant whoops except for the ancient clans of black nations except the course for all of these expansive plantations irrigation and land management practices in place and these complex strategies imagined through having dreams and translating these dreams and language through generations this is a resistance strain in my lyrics in my veins in my pigment in this gift in my brain this is a resistance strain this ain't a simulation this is clear as day clear as day Make 
resistance strain Have to say that I have a habit of having to say Match with appetite for combat Rapid fire comebacks Stand aside if you're blabbing away You're in the wrong place I'm averaging a song a day Burning sets with my intellect Less than courteous when I interject Mind bred like a steak or tax break Leaving you in a kayak without paddles and bass straight Having an ass for attack and choking on a hash cake Probably leave your white paper policies in a bad place Honestly I'm proud to be leaving your mouth with bad taste Most these politicians post these sad faces on their pages after meeting me what? Cause meeting me's a bad day Resistance strain Never give up living to maintain a resistance strain Never give up giving them pain Resistance strain Never listen to shit imperialists say Resistance stay sane So this next track, which also features in Bendigo Street, is Spinifex Gum by Spinifex Gum, who are an all-First Nations girl choir. Something sick like Spinifex Gum, like ants on honey, like money on stuff.
And that was Spinifex Gum by Spinifex Gum, which, of course, featured in Jasmine's documentary, uh, Bendigo Street. And yeah, and so, Jasmine. Hello. <laughs> Salam. Salam. Um, so, of course, this is a huge project of yours, but you mentioned earlier that you're doing other projects. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. So what I was saying before translators for Gina Mm. was me and a group of friends just thinking about ways that we can support the people of so-called Iran in their struggle and a way to kind of highlight and emphasize the anti-colonial struggle of Mm. the many ethnic minorities in so-called Iran because it's not it's not really discussed very much and it's a little bit of a forgotten aspect of Iranian history, which is, you know, all of these groups like Baluchis, Azaris, uh, Ahwazis, Mazandaranis, Gilakis, um, you know, they all have their own struggles and different struggles for sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to highlight that and center those voices and so we started translating texts that were coming out from... Also, we have some texts from Afghanistan as well that we've translated on this website. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to make it more frequent and more often. Mm. Cool. So, so what kind of text? Is it academic journals? Is it just um, articles, poetry? Um, what are you guys translating exactly? It's mainly stuff that's written from people who are organizing and doing political work on the ground of mm. the revolution. So different groups like Collective 98, Sarkhat, mm. um, and we interview, uh, We translated an interview with a Kurdish woman. Um, so, yeah, interviews, there's a tiny little bit of po- poetry, but mainly, like, if you're an Iranian, you're probably in a million telegram groups at the moment yeah. <laughs> coming out, at, you know, showing news coming from people who are directly involved in organizing protests and struggles on the ground. And that's our main news source because the mainstream news coverage is not really sufficient. It's very superficial. It's not... Well, state controlled. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, I'm thinking about other news as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, of course, the media in Iran is completely state controlled and just lies. The news is just complete lies. So people got to write their own news to tell people what's happening. So I thought I could read something, a recent thing that we translated that came out of Sanandaj, which is where I'm from in Iran. Um, And this was written by Collective 98. So it reads, Women and Youth Committee of Sanandaj, first call, 12th of October, 2022. Weary, Weary peoples and decent people of Iran. This is the voice of revolution in Iran. You are hearing this voice from Kurdistan. Almost a month has passed since the rebellion started throughout the country. Our unique resistance against the fully armed and criminal regime of the Islamic Republic is a new page in the history of struggle against oppression and has gained enormous achievements so far. Now, in continuing the uprising of the people of Iran, the fight of the Kurdish people of Sanandaj has entered a new phase. 
The savagery of the regime's oppressive arms against people has no limits, and our youth's blood, spilled in our city, is the evidence of this reality. It should not be forgotten that in response, women and young people have shown a resistance that has echoed all over the country and disappointing oppressors and making them desperate. Our collective resistance has demonstrated that faith certainly triumphs against the bullet. But the continuation of this resistance and its final aim undoubtedly depends on the continued struggle of other cities in establishing coordination among them. At the moment, our people, Kurds, have managed to disable the previously deployed military forces completely and, def and definitively in the city. The government has been sending supporting forces from cities such as Hamadan and Yezd for the past few days to suppress the resistance in Sanandaj. Freedom fighters all over Iran, Sanandaj is now the forefront of the Iranian revolution, and its victory, which is your victory, will be achieved only when you come into the field. Therefore, we call the fighting women and youth of Sanandaj, as well as other cities of Kurdistan and Iran, to a nationwide uprising and strike on Wednesday 12th of October, all day and all night. Widespread protests in neighbourhoods, universities and streets, as well as the strike of businesses and industrial and manufacturing centres, will push our struggle forward and drive their weakened and dishonoured forces away. We call for everyone to coordinate their actions, to stand up against the forces of repression by forming neighbourhood com committees at city levels, especially in the cities whose repre repressive forces have invaded other cities. We warmly hold the powerful hands of all the people of Iran, from Azerbaijan to Baluchistan. Long live our historical solidarity. Long live the nation uprising of Iran. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And um, so far, what languages do you have a network available for? Mm. So, so far, we only... Well, we actually have Kurdish translation available, Kurdish mm. and Persian. Yeah. Uh, but we're always looking for more people who can translate. This is basically everyone just volunteering. This is a call out for any translators. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Message Bendigo Street if you have some yeah. some uh, talent translation to give. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, a lot of the groups like Baluchi, Kurdish, they already write in Persian. Mm. So we've been able to translate from Persian to English and been able to, uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. But we're, what we're also looking for is people who can find us more groups, mm. uh, more groups, especially different ethnic minorities. At the moment, there's a lot of Kurdish, obviously, because mm -hmm. I'm Kurdish and someone else in the collective is Kurdish. But it would be really great to find more groups that need translation work who are mm. having an anti-colonial analysis because that's our focus. Yeah, it's it's such a cool, progressive way of journalism. I feel like journalism is dead <laughs> everywhere, not just, you know, um, well, in certain places. I feel like places. the journalist industry is dead, but there's journalists... Like ground journalists. Yeah, yeah, grassroots stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the, so main, the mainstream, the yeah. stuff that's available is pretty much useless, I think, um, especially in, in Australia. And um, it's very hard to. It's it's cool that w you are thinking differently on, on how to um, bring bring across those news from all these different perspectives and all these minority groups that deserve to be heard. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it is really hard because 
I mean, not just in Iran, but around the region, yeah. a lot of minority groups have had to learn how to properly write in the occupier's language. Mm. So whether... And it's interesting because I've been talking to quite a few Baluchi people in Melbourne. And of course, Baluchistan is a region that's... Uh, it's shared between Iran, Pakistan, and a bit of Afghanistan. Mm. And But the population-wise, it's mostly in Pakistan. And so there's been a lot of, uh, like, I've been speaking to some, like, people translating and stuff here, but they're from the Pakistani region of Baluchistan, so there is always a bit of confusion. So we definitely need to, like, you know, I'm not part of Jasmine's group, but um, anyone who can help us, or anyone who can help with translation, it's such a valuable skill. And don't be afraid of... um, of possibly having to translate into from a language that you don't agree with, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I've been like, upping my skills in translation mm. through this project. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, my Persian sucks, but I've just been like trying. You know. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way because yeah. Anyway, so you yeah. can practice and you can learn and you can get better. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could play a Kurdish rap song since we're... Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is a classic. It's actually a Turkish Kurdish. So mm-hmm. Kurmanja, that's the dialect. Mm-hmm. And it is a classic banger rap anthem of so Kurdistan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to remind the listeners, you're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Kurdish. 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 Kurdistan'ım hoş her 
reklam yaşanıyor. Bütün Türk medyaları tek yanlı olarak televizyonlarda halkı kalkıp karalıyorlar. Burada karalanması gereken bir şey varsa satılmış tek yanlı haber yapan bir medyadır. Burada çoluk çocuk genç yaşlı herkes iradesiyle burada savaşıyor. Kimse kimseyi zorla sokaklara sürüklememiştir. Ezju bo Kurdistan hevalcane xobidim ezeber çave xobigim ezju volate xobigim ezju edipirsim bunju çıdırsın emçma bedengin emçma bindesin kurmanci sorani padinani zazaki zmane mi he bunami o alaki kesku soruze rengin doğuşu se doğuşu se doğuşu se doğuşu se Yeah. Disclaimer, I don't speak Kurmanja, so I don't actually know what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah. Kurmanja Kurdish is like the Turkish and Syrian Kurdish. I speak yeah. Sorani. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 So how many different Kurdish? Oh, there's like there? one billion. I have no idea exactly how many. Yeah. Like one of the things with like colonization is it completely, you know, yeah. removes your ability to actually mm. know things because... Mm. Research is not allowed, right? Yeah. But all I know is that anytime I meet a Kurd, I, it's basically 99% chance I don't actually understand them because they speak a different dialect. Yeah. Oh, wow. And because we aren't... Al- like, one of the biggest forms of repression is not being allowed to read and write and practice and learn our own language in school. Yeah. Mm. So we have to... Uh, we're forced to learn Persian in school. Mm. So, yeah, I can't read and write Kurdish and... There's no, there hasn't the standardized version of Kurdish, mm-hmm. which like Arabic you would never mm-hmm. know has that standard version. Definitely. So if you meet someone from Morocco, you can probably both speak Fusha. That's the only country <laughs> yeah. that actually can speak. In Morocco, they don't speak Arabic. They speak Dariji, oh. which is like the Amazigh language. And it's actually harder for me to speak to them in Arabic than speaking to them in French or English. Yeah. I've heard they also it's only mix a lot of French also. In it's it. only a ca- like a country that's uh, considered Arabic now right. that, that is, doesn't speak Arabic. No, <laughs> but I mean, do they speak the Fusha, like the no, standard no, version? No, I mean, the, it's an official language and some of them speak it, but not all of them. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, everywhere else, uh, Algeria, uh, Tunisia, they speak, I can understand them in Arabic. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, but, yeah. yeah. But Morocco was the best. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not, like, well, yeah. there you go. not a great <laughs> example. Go. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I meant like, yeah, are you yeah. able to speak that formal version of Arabic? Yeah, yeah. If definitely. You don't, yeah. We are united through language, definitely. Yeah. Like there's different tradition, different culture, all throughout the Arab world. But the one thing that unites us, I guess, is a language. Um, 
uh, but also we're also very disconnected still in terms of like having transportation across cities in terms of um, yeah being able to live in another Arabic world uh, Arabic country like it's a bit dissected since the British and and French uh, colonization of this whole uh, most of that region as well, well yeah. it shows like the, the issues of borders just yeah. the, the borders have completely eroded any chance for many of these like um these disenfranchised uh, ethnic minorities to mm-hmm. communicate with each other mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh, it's divide and conquer <laughs> exactly yeah like there's a, a a big division i feel um between uh around the arab wo- arab world um it just feels we're disconnected it's not like europe for example <laughs> or yeah um but i mean in europe even like you have the set states but there are but like ethnic minorities but have, like the basque people have yeah. been divided I'm not necessarily speaking of ethnic minority. I'm just saying the connection between... Oh, yeah. Like, the transportation is a big Mm. one. But not only that, we're also, like, a lot of people with Arab passport cannot travel uh, anywhere else easily. The visas are hectic (laughs) um, to obtain. I guess it's the same thing with Iran. Yeah. I think, I don't know if... It's still the case, but there's like this passport ranking system yep, of like definitely the, yeah. But no, there was like this official list that was made. I don't know by who. Oh. That's like the less, the most flexible passport to the least mm. flexible passport, mm. and Iran was like the bottom ten in oh, the world because yeah. you just like cannot go anywhere as an Iranian whatsoever. Yeah, the only places you can go. One place is Malaysia, so all the Iranians really? go to Malaysia, and that's how refugees get to Australia is okay. they go fly, fly to Malaysia then take a boat from well Indonesia Malaysia mm. um, you can go to Turkey quite easily mm. because there's mm. a lot of that's one of the only borders that's very active in Iran and where else can you go Indonesia we can go to Turkey too as Lebanese people yeah. okay. I have the Australian passport mm. that's why I'm yeah. here but <laughs> but yeah I mean we all have yeah, the other we're, passports we're all very so we, lucky we're, yeah we yeah. get to go Austria, wherever we lucky. want yeah. except the US with Trump we couldn't uh, go there yeah, no. I was, he I banned he banned even people with dual passports <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go Iranian. anywhere I was, I was <laughs> no I was supposed to go to America actually yeah. uh, when I was living in Japan uh, the, the journalistic company I was working for, shout out to Metropolis, <laughs> Metropolisu. Uh, they were doing a company like holiday, and the plan was to go to Hawaii. Ooh. And Hawaii is the Hawaii only part of America nice. I want to go to because yeah. there's like a real indigenous culture that's yeah, overwhelmingly there. It's minority is white, I think. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, we were supposed to go there, and the 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 guys asked me, oh, with this whole Trump thing, are you able to go? And so I had to go to the American embassy in Tokyo. Mm. And I asked, look, this is my situation. I've got an Iranian citizenship, but I've also got Australian and, and, and Swiss. And they said, look, we don't actually know. This rule is so crazy that Oh, the the wow. guards could tell you if the guard is having a bad day. They didn't say it like that, but like yeah, basically if the guy's having a bad day, he could look through my records and say, yeah, you're not actually allowed here because you're an Iranian citizen, mm. and and you have links to Iran and you've been there recently, 
and that's apparently enough for that rule to have happened. Wow. So in the end, I didn't go, <laughs> which, yeah. Hawaii is cool, but... Oh. It's all right. And yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, sorry, that's my... But yeah, America. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are we playing another rap? Yeah. Did we divert? <laughs> we did, we did. Trump. We were going to segue from the last rap yeah. track to a different rap track. Yeah, let's do that. Let's still. do that yeah. now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we start playing Hawaii ukulele songs. <laughs> So this is uh, Too Much Justina, Sharak. با این نسل نمیتونید در بیفتید این نسل یه نسل شیک یه نسل تیز یه نسل تازه نمیرخصه با سازی با ساز ما نمیسازه نسلی که جواب سلام فرماندتم نداده به شما بی اراده میگم به اونا نسل کامل زن و مردیم کنارم این یه اختاریه داره گشت ارشادتون گیره پشت ترافیک ماه بفرست چیره خارت اینجا هزار هزار بینه قابه کف خیابونیم ولی ببین صدا میره تا به چی راستانا شناسی که اعلامیه داد این بار موی آزاد میرخصه توی بازی باد قانونی که پا میذاره رو تو بذار زیر پات با اختیار زندگی کن بگو هجابی هجاب حق ما از زندگی این تو سری نیست دیگه به زور نمیرم زیر این رو سری هیست آهای دشمنای چل ساله مردم ایران دیگه وقتشه بفهمی نیز و موندنی نیست به قول شیرزن گرگانی تو این لچک و این قوانین ارگانی موام هم شلاقیشن تو صورت تالا خوددانی عربده بکش جربه خودتو برام اسلحه بکش من تای جهنم و میخوام بدون شما تو هم اسم تو بنویس بالا سردر بهش تو کی هستی جانی یه مزدور سپایی یه بسیجی مخلصی که نزدیک بایانی خیلی دوست داری که منو خاک کنی از ترس ولی خواب میبینی میشم واسه کابوس هر شب این اشواری که رو سرم اسلحه شده حالا اشد تو بخون بول از زانوی بدبخت هجابی 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 And that was uh, Tumaj Justina Sharak. So Tumaj is another artist that's recently been arrested. Unfortunately, yeah. we got the news a couple of days ago that he was arrested, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, he was waiting for it, though. Like he knew yeah, it was yeah, going to yeah. happen. Yeah, uh, it's just he was he was expecting it. It's it's what happens in Iran. You you're a bit outspoken in the song, bang. <laughs> But his all of his recent rap tracks are specifically about what's happening in the uprising and mm. women's rights and yeah 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 very cool lyrics yeah he's a cool guy <laughs> i'm cool. sure if people google them you can you can find a, a a good translation or maybe it could be a future gina for oh yeah actually <laughs> translators for gina. actually that's a great idea <laughs> oh okay wow for sure okay, why I'm not gonna keep an eye on. yeah free tomage free everyone who's mm. been arrested by the yeah 
so-called Islamic regime. <laughs> and yeah, so I guess maybe one thing we could talk about is, you know, I'm a man saying this, so cancel me, but because he's giving the, the words like hijabi, 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 and I think a lot of people in the West and in countries outside of Iran, like the Arab countries and such, are kind of, I don't know, a bit uh, weary of what's, like a bit cautious about the situation with hijabs there, like what people are doing, like burning them and such in Iran, like, do you think? Well, I'm not sure exactly, but mm. yeah, it's a pretty, it's easy for that to play into Islamophobic narratives, yeah. right? Because it's a woman burning the headscarf, which is such a symbol of, uh, it can be and is such a yeah. symbol of being a Muslim. Yeah, if you have a pro-Israel rally burning them here, then you know what they're doing. Yeah, so... And yeah, for me, it's just the freedom of women to decide. Yeah. Even the hijab in Islam is not mandatory. You mm. decide to wear the hijab. Um and it's just a matter of like uh, practicing your religion, yeah. or wanting it to wanting to be uh, uh, more faithful and yeah. So it's a personal choice, and that's I feel like how it should be mm-hmm. looked at. The women should be women, even but even in in Europe, like there's so much like horrible feminism where women are not allowed to wear the hijab in schools like in France yeah, where it just flips the other way and that's also you are also restricting women from practicing religion for example and that's just as controversial in my opinion but yeah definitely not the same as what's happening in Iran but I mean also like preventing women from wearing the hijab or, or forcing them to wear the hijab should never be the case yeah for mm. me uh, I guess I haven't played any music yet yeah <laughs> and I wanted to just like um uh play artists that I've loved um Iranian women specifically mm. it's not necessarily related to um some of it are to what's happening in Iran but they're just incredible artists with a lot of talent um one of the main artists I actually wanted to play is Azadi MP3 Azadi MP3 is an amazing musician, uh, vocalist, um, and she plays uh, an alternative girl uh, Muslim punk drama in the series We Are Lady Parts. It's a really great series, actually, and also like uh, talks a lot about feminism and the clash between Western feminism and um, Eastern feminism. Or better worded, the, the clash between Western feminism and the diaspora of queer uh, and femme women living in the uh, West, the diaspora. She's also been very active in uh, speaking up about what's happening in Iran. And she's done uh, an amazing show, uh, The Sonic Liberation Front on Radio Al-Hara, you should check out all the mixes by incredible Iranian female uh, artists, musicians, and composers. Uh, just go to azadi.mp3 Instagram account and you can follow the links to the Sonic Liberation Front show. And I wanted to play one of her latest tracks called Nazar. Nazar. 
tears behind the mask. But makeup hasn't smudged, not a drop, not a drop. Looking so rude in the skin tire top. What are you looking at? You can stop, you can stop, you can stop them. Crying in the out assembly. Trying to keep calm, but I can't guarantee. Send a couple texts that I'm already regretting. Got your phone hot, cause I like to see you sweat. Raging check, don't tell me what you did not yet. Trying to keep my raging check, don't tell me what you did not yet. Trying to keep my raging check, don't tell me what you did not yet. You know I don't forget, nah, bitch, you was no threat. Check, don't tell me what you did not yet You know I don't forget, nah Bitch, you was no threat was Azadi mm-hmm. MP3, Nazar. Uh, up next, I would love to play Sevdaliza. Um, Going through the, the, the trendy Iranian crew. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's amazing. I mean, her, her new um, song, Women, Life and yeah. Freedom, uh, has really cool visuals. And she's a good example of strong Iranian women freedom. doing their own thing. I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> yeah. I was told to stay quiet In a world full of noise I was told to walk silent In a war of wicked marches in this world I remain lost for answers I was told to hold violence When the world kills with greed I was put on a diet Cause a woman shouldn't be I was dark, I'm 
Sevdalisa, Woman Life Freedom. And I thought we could end with two iconic songs uh, that have been playing during the protests. The first one is Bella Ciao, which was originally an Italian socialist song, but has been turned in, has been covered in all sorts of different languages, so it's kind of become an international song. So this is Bella Ciao, the Iranian version, that started during the Green Protests in 2009.
sono svegliato Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao Una mattina mi sono svegliato e ho trovato l'invasore Oh partigiano, portami via Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao Partigiano, portami via Che mi sento di morire Se io muoio da partigiano Bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao E se io muoio da partigiano Tu mi devi seppellir Tu mi devi seppellir E se io muoio da partigiano Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao E se io muoio da partigiano Tu mi devi seppellir Mi la sua montagna, oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 With that, we'll say goodbye. Uh, it's been it's been a great two hours. Yeah. Um, thanks, Jasmine, for being mm-hmm. on Salam Radio Show. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything that you're doing, and all the best with with all your, your trouble. It was your <laughs> no, with your movie. I think it's uh, yeah. I can't wait for the second screening. I mean, not the second, the third or fourth. So. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for being on Salam Radio Show. Thanks for having me, everyone. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah, finally had you on. I've been wanting to have you for a while. <laughs> well, we can say goodbye with one last song. What is that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I figured we could end the show in the same way many of the protests have been ending. Yeah. With Yore Dobestani Man, which I think is my favorite protest song. Cool. It's, it's really beautiful. Let's play it. Oh, 